Games Workshop. Is there a link to the chat? I'm going to go look. By John Cardell. In Discord. Danny McDevitt. Dickie, you're so amazing. I know. I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark. Welcome to Grim After Dark, Warhammer 40,000's only late night talk show for some reason. My name is John, I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings-on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. Tonight, we bring you our top five rules and points changes from the last week, the, yeah, last week's Pounds Data Slate. Uh, we go around the net, we have episode five of Abby the Spoiler, and we ask you, the live audience, if you're ready to play eBay Prices Redacted Licensing Edition, uh, you can message Tech Priest Dickie on Facebook and let him know, and you two can show off your cheap miniature know-how. But before we go on, if you enjoy what you see or what you listen to, you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever it will let you. If you're able to throw a couple of dollars our way by becoming a member on YouTube or super chatting the answer to this question, was the balanced data slate enough to even out the Warhammer 40,000 playing field? Now, let's meet the team. First up, he's the co-host with the co-most. He carries a true bill of friendship, and he's all the way from Moscow, Idaho. It's Danny McDevitt. And joining us tonight, uh, he's usually the man behind the curtain and the guy who's responsible for everything you see that isn't us talking. It's the master of the digital short, and he puts the coach in Canadian. It's Dickie. Hello. Special guest. Oh, you're in the office now. Holy cow. A special <laughs> guest this evening. Pilots hate him. Women love him. And he puts the test in statistic. It's 40K stats and Goonhammer, Goonhammer's own Peter the Falcon. Tatum. I'm really sad. I thought we went over this, Peter. Like we talked about this like eight times. What? Today. No, you're Peter today. You're not Channing Tatum. <laughs> All I want, like when I talked to you guys pre show, when Val came in and was like, I can't do this show. I know nothing about 40K. <laughs> I need you. I said, The only thing I want in my rider is you guys refer to me as Channing Tatum. Okay. I Anyway. Well, fair, I'm sorry. We don't have that in writing or any kind of like. I, I I don't have to. I don't legally. I don't have to respond to that. I'm not going to. I'm going to continue to call you Peter well, this entire time. I just want yes. you to unknow and understand that. Well, let's just do this thing. Let's get rid of Peace TV real quick. Uh, okay, Dickie, yeah. can you uh, get, yep, get okay. out there? No worries. No worries. Yeah. Thanks. Please. Thank and you. our special guest this evening. Um, guess who's pretty good at Magic Mike? Uh, he was in GI Joe as well, I think. Um, he puts the dance and dancer it's channing tatum oh yeah that's right that's me channing tatum <laughs> oh boy that was bad okay Thanks. <laughs> beautiful uh as pete mentioned he's on this week to help us out going through all of the changes and our favorite things from the balanced data slate and the points update from last week's world of warhammer uh val was all on board from it before he reminded him it was warhammer 40k and not warhammer fantasy as that game has not had a balance update in how many years now danny Eight. Eight. Yeah. Perfect. Um, nine years. Yeah. Uh, Four went out. <laughs> uh, guys, this week's comment of the week brought to you by our friends at Frontline Gaming at FrontlineGaming.org uh, is this. Uh, we could only afford four pixels for it. Because <laughs> <Frontline's> <laughs> I was going to ask. Um, Fantastic. Thanks, Dickie. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dickie. Who, who made this? Just John, this is John. This is all John. This is, yeah. This is a John week. special. Yeah. John, I, all right, we gotta have to talk yeah, about okay. some budget constraints here. Like, <laughs> we sure do, buddy. Let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> uh, but this one here from I want to say Johnny Watkins. I can no longer read it anymore. He <laughs> uh, says this is the best show on the net. I listen to these guys talking about drying paint. So yeah, uh, oh, Channing, go. Danny, go ahead. Let's go. What? 
Talk about, about giant paint, things. clearly. Yeah. You know, so paint dries through a chemical reaction process where uh, the, <laughs> the acetone evaporates and leaves behind. I don't know. Wait, wait. Oh, let me do, let me make it a little bit more exciting, and then you can talk about paint drying. Okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, is that a music? Okay, I hear yeah. the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Paint. Did we lose Peter? Is he still there? Oh, I'm uh, still here. I'm just yeah. listening to I, you I guys. Think we, I think we lost all our watchers or listeners at this point, unfortunately, <laughs> but, you know, no big deal. Perfect. Everything's yeah. going to plan. Yeah. Uh, the bit's not going to work when I specifically refer to you as Channing. Uh, you don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that that was the, that, the bit. Okay. I guess we're in. <laughs> all in. It's beautiful. I want to say uh, chat's coming in strong, saying I can't stop looking into those dead bird eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to let chat know uh, Seth has been nowhere near this bird. This bird yeah. is quite <laughs> healthy and fine. <laughs> That's why I we can't say, tell you exactly where here. Pete lives. Because this bird. he's basically in Seth protection right now. Yeah. <laughs> With Seth protection? Beautiful. Uh Hey, let's get down to it. I will warn you, I didn't put the slide in the right place. That's my bad. Um, but there is strong talk of Warhammer 40,000 and the actual game of it this episode. Uh, but let's get right to it with our top five of the week, Balance Update Edition. Top five of the week. Pew, 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 pew. There was no like short way to write that whatsoever. Uh, that's It's a very long title, a very long week. Uh, last week was the long-awaited balance update, and we got your favorite people, Dickie, Danny, and Peter the Falcon, to share their five favorite well, things. Well, okay, come on. They're not <laughs> their favorite. Let's be real. I'm nobody's favorite person. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't have five. My only favorite was this one here. Uh, my favorite thing for the balance update is uh, Brian Fenord, who says, blame Mike Sh for Hellstorm for Death Watch nerfs. Um, I'm out of loop. Why are we blaming Mikey for nerfs? Um, I honestly don't know. Mikey's not very good at the game, so I can't see anything he's done having Did, any kind of impact. Didn't he just right. win a tournament? Yeah, okay. He, I think he won a tournament that nobody attended because right. all the good players were at WTC. Right. That did get some drama. I think yeah. there were some people very mad that he decided to attend an event that nobody else attended, but... <laughs> Um, that is I mean, the dumbest drama a, I've ever that's heard. That's really stupid. That's yeah, I agree. Drama. Yeah. 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 But what mean, do you mean you weren't is. invited to take upset. part in? You weren't invited to take part in Team England. You're not allowed to play Warhammer while Nazim is not in the country. I'm sorry. It. <laughs> it's one of the bylaws. <laughs> <laughs> the England competitive community is very strong. But we're going to start this week with uh, Falcons' top five changes. Uh, Danny, maybe if you can help describe the images you're seeing. To coax the beautiful bird brain uh, of what yeah, we're sure. looking at here. Uh, so starting what you're here... looking at is a falcon, which I believe is a Pacific form, meaning that they're descended from a common ancestor with the parrot, unlike uh, eagles and hawks, which have uh, come from a different lineage. And so this is a stone depiction, looks very worn, seems to be very old, mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. a falcon or falcon-like bird. Um, yeah. It has four talons. Uh, on each claw, clenching a stone block with mm -hmm. one, and both of the uh, the legs have some kind of it looks like maybe a pouch mm -hmm. attached to yeah. them. Uh, yeah. Peter, that's how you carry most of your valuables, right? It is. It's <laughs> how I carry my my valuables, mostly just my young. 
uh, when okay. I'm small. I will say, on my leg. Um, I was wanting you to describe the pictures coming up after his title card, um, but oh, that was, I sorry. think, the most beautiful description of the Maltese Falcon um, I've ever heard. It's uh, something that's worthless, but everyone yearns for, uh, much mm. like this show. Uh, but we'll start with uh, Pete's fifth favorite change, uh, which is these guys here. And Daddy, uh, can you explain this one to me? So this is a picture. It looks like a fairly well painted. I feel like. Um, <laughs> yes, that's pretty good. Thanks, uh, Google. Desolation Marine. The sergeant sp specifically. If I have to get specific, and I will. Um, and then the, superimposed on that is a shittily edited pant. <laughs> yeah. Flipping him off in profile. So it's superimposed over the model. So it looks yeah. like he's flipping someone off past the model, kind of. Yeah. I um, will say hard very say. hard at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night to find a three-quarter profile flip in the bird shop. And after 10 minutes of searching, this was about the best we could find. Uh, also, Photoshop, you have terrible background removal tools. <laughs> <laughs> John, you know that I love you, man. Like, it's this is, uh, this is, I, I get it. This is, this is work that. Oh, this was Dickie did this one. Look how awful oh, I did not do this. <laughs> oh, Dickie did this? Yeah. No, no, no it was me. This. Yeah. Uh, but Pete, your number five favorite change was to the Desolation Marines. Uh, yeah. Kind of what happened there, and why are you so favorable to it? So Desolation Marines were one of the like big bads for the end of ninth and the beginning of tenth. Um, despite Marines not doing super well overall, um, but like they were being carried by this unit, um, and what we saw was they were reduced from a ten man down to a max five, and saw a points increase. Um, and I felt like this was a very, like, beautiful change, um, along with the other, like, point changes to Marines. It kind of, um, it really opens up list building options for Marines. Um, people aren't going to be held to, well, I have to take 10 of these guys at, at the very minimum. Um, they're still, I think, playable at their current status. I don't know how much we'll see them. Um, but it, like, it, to me, it was a, um a fair and like balanced way to fix a very problematic unit that was i feel holding back marines as a whole beautiful and anyone just looking out on ebay to, to see uh desolation marines for sale after people can no longer take 30 they can only take 15 is that a strong secondary market now i'm guessing i i would imagine that the the weird thing about Desolation Marines is at the end of ninth, even when they were spectacular, you could still get them for real cheap on eBay. Start a 10th, it was dumb how much people were, were charging for them. And I would imagine now they have to be dipping. And they're so dumb looking. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they're oh, real God. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are you guys are both wrong. What? Look at that guy. Yeah. Look at this guy. He's, he's yeah. ridiculous. Here, let me I'll, I'll move He's them. a space marine, Dickie. <laughs> Look at look how dumb this. Oh, it just doesn't make sense here. Yeah, I don't understand what's wrong with him. Put it put it right over top of there. He's, there you go. He's <laughs> a dumb model. Yeah, dumb model. He's dumb. It's okay. You guys, you guys are entitled to your wrong ass opinion. I guess. Yeah, you're not wrong. Everyone with a podcast has a wrong ass opinion at this point. <laughs> uh, moving on to number four, uh, you're coming strong here with the change uh, to a small rule set here. We have the changes to devastating wounds. Uh, what happened with those changes? Why is it so good for the game? Um, devastating wounds uh, came out came out in tenth 
as um, what was supposed to be a special rule where if you rolled a six to wound, a critical hit, um, your the damage you did on a weapon was turned into mortal wounds. Um, the problem with it was they gave it to a lot of very powerful guns mm. on very cheap units and gave a lot of uh, ways, particularly with Eldar, um, to modify your rolls to be sixes, um, to be critical hits. And so there were uh, a lot of units, um, particularly with one faction, but across multiple factions, uh, that could easily abuse devastating wounds, do a shit ton of mortals across the board, um, and it was very unfun. Um, this fix um, definitely nerfs devastating wounds without destroying them completely. Um, they're still valuable. It's just the value now is more on the lighter end, the weapons that only do uh, one or two damage, I find, rather than the big, like, 2d6 damage weapons, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a very valuable change. Um and uh, it was just something that really needed to be done because dev, dev wounds were a problem. The, it isn't a perfect fix. I would have liked to have seen uh, something slightly different, like maybe removing, um, making it so that they had to be a strict six. You couldn't modify or replace a value to make it a six, mm-hmm. um, which would have helped, I think, in a different way. I also feel like this was a real heavy-handed nerf to custodies uh, because... Uh, one of the values in Custodes, which was a very powerful faction until this patch, um, was that they actually had saves against mortal wounds, and now devastating wounds on a, on a faction that relies on saves um, is it's going to really hurt them in particular very badly, probably more than it should. Yeah. Nice, but yeah. it's still a great change. Yeah, you'll take the the one army uh, failing a little bit to it in exchange for uh, the lack of dominance of a lot of other things. Exactly. Uh, Move moving on here, Danny. Again, your your description skills are needed. I want to see if you can figure out what I mean by this image I made for number three. It's, I think it's the change. It's so it's either a change to towering, or a change to ruins. I think it's one of those two things. <laughs> he's physically moving it. It's funny. Well, if you look at it in a certain way, it looks like he's peeking out from behind the ruin, and then the like he's moving oh, back behind. It. I didn't even see the night, dude. I was uh, <laughs> I was paying attention to the foreground, not the background. And that's really kind of uh, like a great metaphor for the change here to towering, uh, where you can't really see the night, uh, but now you can as well, uh, depending on how you move the ruins. Even though it's the other way around, didn't work at all. But Pete, tell us about this change to towering. <laughs> Um, so a, a big problem that a lot of people saw early in 10th was that the towering ability in particular was extremely strong because um, towering units could see everything on the board regardless of terrain um, all the time. And it just led to really bad experiences against particular units um, and like big boy knights or wraith knights, etc., um, a few uh, tournaments and organizations had already implemented a change where um, uh, towering didn't function, like required, still required true line of sight if you were uh, behind a ruin but not touching it. Um, and so GW's kind of put that into play now. So now um, if a knight or something is behind a ruin and they're not like towed into it, they, they can't 
like uh, see over it or through it um, with abandon any longer, um, right. which is like a really big change. It really kind of frees up terrain in particular now um, on tables. It's um, and it really lowers like the if effect of very large units. Um, very unfortunately, large units. Unfortunately, Imperial Knights did take some other hits that I don't know if were necessary, but this this particular change, and the, also the change to towering units uh, being unable to, or titanic units being unable to uh, overwatch, um, like, I feel were very good changes for the game. Yeah. Danny, yep. uh, how do you feel about that? Like, the towering, especially the no overwatch for towering units, that really affects uh, a couple of things, like, uh, really badly. Like, yeah, for me, you know, I, John... The, this change makes me feel really uncomfortable. Um, seeing it displayed like this is disturbing. I don't know. I guess I didn't really understand or 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 internalize, maximize the. Uh, uh, we can maximize the impact it. of this. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a deep impact to the map. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, gonna... devastating wounds not as bad as they were, but this is definitely going to drill a, a large hole into night armies. And I, I think so. Well, and I think it's you know it's good and bad. I think there's give, and I think there's take. Yeah, yeah. I I do like the double harpoon on this particular unit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Uh, chat asking if the falcon pick just blinked. Uh, yeah, but try yeah, and see the probably. Game. We put the, we put that money in the channel for reasons. Yeah. Guys, uh, I cannot keep my eyes open that long. <laughs> it's haunting. It's haunting. I don't believe uh, you. Now we get to one of my laziest PowerPoints of the episode here. Uh, uh, Falcon, Wait, your there second were choice that here. More efforts. Is this one here was you just put down Leagues of Votan and Tau Empire. Point drops. Point drops. That's right. I wrote the words on there as well. It says point drops. Points. <laughs> yeah, so this one, um, it's really not just these two factions. Those are just the two. I feel like the, for the most part, um, points were really well done in this balance patch, and a couple factions in particular um, went from complete losers to um, like very competitive overnight. Um, yeah. And uh, Votan um, is one in particular that you know they gained like thirty percent of a list uh, overnight. Um, because, um, uh, you know, they had 15, 20 point drops on most of their units, actually all of their units. Yeah. Um, we saw the same with, uh, Tau significant point drops. Uh, Triptide is possibly a thing now. Broadsides are cheap as hell. Um, yeah. even like Admech, um, who I don't believe got as good a buff as everybody else. Um, like they're at least playable now. Um, but yeah, these point drops make a, a big difference, uh, I think to like the, if not the top, top of the game, like that, that, uh, like that competitive edge. I think mm -hmm. the bottom half, uh, mm -hmm. has uplifted a lot of people. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. I appreciate, I appreciate your dedication. <laughs> dedication to what? <laughs> oh, Penis. speaking of bits. Uh, moving on to your number one change from last week, and it was another entire faction. Uh, it was the Death Guard, who I photoshopped here beautifully uh, using uh, stolen Goonhammer art to be rising from the grave. Hmm. But tell me about Death Guard. They got well, real Death cheap. Guard got like a full-on rework. Like they're they're 
now nothing like what they were in the index. They, on top of getting massive point drops, mm-hmm. um, their core ability changed completely to this new like dis- this new disease workup where you get to select a, a disease um, that you can um, you know impact on your opponent's uh, army from game to game. Um, and some of them, like several of them, are are very strong. Um, like reducing uh, weapon skill and ballistic skill into an orc army is going to be devastating to them. Mm-hmm. Um, reducing armor saves on other armies, um, on most armies, is going to be a, a very powerful effect. Um, it took Death Guard from like the worst army in the game, um, like in a fight with Votan for that to possibly, depending on on how we see everything shake out, being one of the best ones. And I mean, like a very interesting faction. Peter, they didn't completely change Death Guard. They just added a bunch of rules to what they already have, and then they dropped their points. I mean, adding a bunch of rules to the core rules is, to me, like a, a complete change, because before you didn't well, have the options. I mean, right? one rule. They had one rule. Yeah. Well, now they've got, what, four? And you can pick? Like, that's a... To no. me, it's a... Well, you're always minus one toughness, and then you can pick between the other three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just seems real good to me, and oh, I really good. like it. Yeah. It's really yeah. well thought out. People are like looking more like at Halberts now, and how to kind of maximize the aura range. Yeah, um, I like the fact that it's the the disease for that one is minus one ballistic skill and not minus one to hit, which means you could stack it with a minus one to hit aura. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do, and it definitely made me look back at my Death Guard collection a little bit because uh, there's a lot of points drops there and we're almost back yeah. to the glory days of nine blight haulers that don't work but hilarious um if you want to make danny real mad uh play him we used to lose the game but when you keep bringing back death haulers or bright haulers and saving <laughs> it's good times right danny it is amazing uh dicky yeah i'm gonna move on to your top five there's a couple here that are real similar so we'll just go through those real quickly uh, Dickie, yeah. for number five, you picked the death of Desolators. Yours yep. was a little bit more dramatic. Kill those uh, sons of guns. Stupid model, stupid unit. Get them out of here. <laughs> That's Was that the 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 one-take reviews that we were talking about adding in here? Yep. Stupid guns, stupid rules. <laughs> <laughs> then your number four here, uh, we have the changes to the Aldari. Yeah. Uh, I think with the Wraith Knight increases in points, as well as the changes to uh, Devastating and Towering, uh, I'm not quite sure you're going to see as many Wraith Knights in competitive play. Uh, maybe none. Uh, but I don't necessarily think it was enough to make Eldar a poor faction. I still think they're probably on the tippity-top uh, of the good faction list. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, uh, P, you guys agree? You might notice for this clip art, and MP, you might not be able to see this, there is an Aldari co- uh, codex on some scales. It's not quite balanced, but it's better than what it was. Uh, Danny, I got full remember? visibility. I can oh. see. No file. <laughs> and, uh, and I agree. I, I, I didn't put them on my list because I didn't think it was enough. I didn't feel yep. like they... I feel like they... They got rid of Wraith Knights from the meta. That's a very true fact, and that was a very hard thing to deal with. Yep. Um, but like the rest of the army is still so strong, and there so were so good. many things that were so powerful that people just weren't using that they're going to shift to as well. That it's, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I still think they're probably the best army in the game by a, a slimmer margin, but a decent margin still. Yeah. Danny, uh, you are taking some Eldari to the upcoming Charity Hammer this weekend. Uh, the the Colin Sherman uh, sleepaway camp. 
what are your thoughts on them post that? Because I know you were excited for the bounce data slate to maybe power them down so they were less oppressive. Yeah, sure. So I think they're, I don't know. We'll see. I think, I think they're still pretty good. So I don't yep. need to repeat the same thing three times. Or you might. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on uh, to Dickie's number three here. Uh, well, what are we looking at here, Dickie? Why would I choose numbers like this? I have no idea. In fact, I was confused uh, when I first uh, looked at it. Uh, it's a guy vacuuming up sand. Yeah. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, uh, I was talking about uh, how Thousand Sons got beat the hell up in the in the data slate. Good. Uh, yeah, I really like that that Thousand Sun list. And yeah, you know what? Maybe it was I bet you good. did. So, <laughs> Dickie, is your takeaway that you really liked the suppressive list, and now that they've made it less oppressive, it won't be fun to play? Yeah, no, that's exactly <laughs> what it's, uh, it's just not... Uh, honestly, uh, I believe my list went up about 230 points. I believe that. Uh, so, I uh, had to cut back I think it's still good. Like, I do think the list is still okay. I just, I don't think it's in the, on the level. Uh, there's a couple other things that they did that were kind of uh, sneaky. Uh, used to be able to do the uh, at a line of sight shooting for free. And they moved that. It's not in, it's not a battle tactic. So you can't actually make that a free stratagem, which is a, a huge deal uh when it comes to the kind of the way i was playing them uh so back to the drawing board i guess with them uh yeah. but i i think i'm moving on to greener pastures uh, with another army anyway so yeah true uh danny were you surprised to see such a change to thousand sons coming out of it because it doesn't seem to be what a lot of people were talking absolutely about. not john not only was i not surprised i was overjoyed i actually clapped he played um, once. He played it once. That's all it yep. took. <laughs> that was enough times for me. Yeah. I have to say, Dickie. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah. No, uh, full applause from GW in this way that they what? could, you know, take on Eldar with more steps and uh, make them into a reasonable army. Uh, it, is, maybe. it is arguable that they actually hit T-Suns harder than they hit Eldar. I'm just, mm -hmm. just that's how I, I personally feel. Maybe Falcon can agree, disagree. I don't know. Um, I agree to an extent. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I was very happy to see the changes because um, I don't think it killed them. But like I was worried sure. they weren't going to do anything to that. Yeah, I don't want them to die though. or anything. I just want yeah. them to not be quite so powerful. That's all. Like I was <laughs> the way they were talking. I thought we were this guy, dude. There are no lights. The power's out. Calm your shit. Anyway, sorry. the guy's like burning down this tiny little rural street. By uh, anyway, um, yeah, like you they talked a, a lot about barrel out there, dude. <laughs> so he's powering the phone and custodies, and um, uh, and so I thought maybe Thousand Sons were gonna get, we're gonna dodge. So I was quite excited. Uh, I was, I was, ho I was so hoping that they would dodge. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. As one of the 15 armies, uh, friend of the show, Taylor, was making lists for up to it, uh, it was pretty yeah. certain to get nerfed pretty quickly. And we're pretty oh, man. That it was. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Dickie, you're number two. Uh, same as uh, Falcon with the Devastating Wounds. So we can move past yeah. that. Like the picture that I made. That's uh, a great picture. Yeah. Your number one change. Uh, tell me about this picture right here. I think Danny does a great job explaining pictures. Oh, yeah. Danny, Danny, what do you think uh, this picture means? All right, so looks like two young children whom Dickie has 
put a f- picture up on this podcast, this video cast. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then semi tastefully covered their faces with uh, Tyranid Warrior, uh, yeah. like I guess heads. Yeah. Borrowed again from Goonhammer. So, yeah, well, thanks, uh, Goonhammer. And they're on a roller coaster with their arms in the air. Yeah. Um, it looks like they're maybe holding on to the carapace at the top of the warrior head. It's possible. I don't want to like. I wouldn't read into back, it too much. But yeah. It looks like that might be happening. And the kid behind the one in the lighter green shirt, <laughs> yeah. yellow, he looks really unhappy. I can't see all of his face, but he looks. Yeah. He looks not stoked. And then there's yeah. a really weird white dude in the third row. He's having a stroke. Really? The dude in the bed. Is the, that a? Are you, are you sure that's a dude? I think it could be a female. It could be, I guess. I just saw. I yeah. thought it was maybe like a guy with like a little, you know, a white afro kind of a thing going on. Oh, okay. Oh, little center Whoa. part action. Yeah. Danny, what? <laughs> what? 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 what, what do? Do you... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Danny, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? I this made means? this image yeah. again. Uh, everything you see here yeah. is my terrible jokes and Photoshop work. Um, what do you think Dickie was referring to when he sent me the words Tyranid roller coaster? Um, I guess he's probably talking about the points changes for Tyranid book. Yes, that's one hundred percent what I'm talking about. the The points went from index to codex back to balance. Like it, I was on a roller coaster ride of emotions. Like I had two hundred points. I didn't have two hundred points. I had two hundred. Like what's going on here, GW? So uh, yeah, they were releasing product for sale. Uh, right. and maybe, maybe there was a conspiracy <laughs> that they knew they only made four copies of the Tyranid Codex, uh, so yeah. they adjusted all of the points secretly to make more money before releasing the physical copies of the Tyranid Codex. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, you can't find uh, a Malin Scepter anywhere. Uh, they don't exist. They're a figment uh, of my imagination because really, I can't find any zero. I Zilch. just pulled mine out of storage. Yeah, yeah. great. Great. Simply do what Denny and I do of just buy everything, never build or use it, and then eventually yeah. it's probably going to be good. Great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Preferably from our friends at frontlinegaming.org. Link in the That's description. Right. Yeah. Man, I just <laughs> got a bunch of Tyranids from them and yeah. they just came today already. So it's Monday and that stuff came out on Saturday. I got a mm-hmm. great deal on them. Yeah. It was a, a all around good, great, uh, Great buying experience. That's awesome. That's about six months worth of plugs that we worked in today. That should tide us over well to done. Christmas, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Danny has the only Malin Scepter in uh, in North America, so in the Pacific great. Northwest. Yep. He's worth about four hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. So get him That's... while he's hot. Yep. <laughs> I'll send him to you. Free shipping. Danny, uh, as someone, and I want to thank you for this. Who? seem to actually look for different things to be excited about from the balance update. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Can I caveat this before we get started? Yeah, for sure. All right. So number one, I'd like to point out that when I was given this assignment, I thought I was just talking about points changes and not oh, no. slate things. So all yeah. of mine are points changes. Above all of the points changes that I would be, that I'm excited about. I am more excited about the game balance changes. So, <laughs> Just take that with a grain of salt, and let's right. move into this top five. I was, uh, Captain Danny here. Uh, giving I was really excited because I looked at like I made uh, Pete stuff last night, and then I made Dicky stuff today, and I'm like, oh god, it's all just the same stuff. And I read through your list. I'm like, oh okay, he's got some hot takes, and I'm like, no, just <laughs> just he just misunderstood the assignment because <laughs> I worded it terribly. 
Uh, but Captain Danny, taking us to the first one here, I couldn't make a funny picture for this one, but tell us uh, what your number five point change was. Uh, number five point change, I was excited about the changes to uh, Skitari, uh, both Vanguard and Rangers. I thought that those were a great change, uh, giving them back a four-plus armor save and a five-plus imbull, and then dropping their points to the sub-ten points area. And I I don't know, it's like they're almost playable. It's insane. I might be actually be able to use all of the all of the Vanguard I have. I well, I won't be able to. I have eighty Vanguard, but like, <laughs> uh, it'll be it'll be exciting to see. Like maybe some of those armies take the table. You know, ninety points uh, times six. That's only five hundred points. Sixty guys um, with a four up five up is like not terrible. Um, Dragoon, it, Dragoons got really cheap too, didn't they? I remember seeing um, that. 60 points a piece, I think. Yeah, that's playable. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Uh, yeah. I think that they've got some... Like, the, the points changes definitely made a bunch of units pretty interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see if if they can, like, move on from their dog shit, uh, like, faction uh, or detachment ability. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then we'll... Uh, yeah, hopefully they'll be a fun army to play again. Yeah, uh, moving on, your number four here, somewhat similarly related. Um, uh, these guys here. Oh, uh, but yeah, I have to do a thing. There you go. Bro, I'm excited about the points on the planes. The planes yeah. are like right there. Talk to me about that, because from, from what I'm seeing from my mid-table vantage point, planes, not super popular. Uh, don't seem to be super great in 10th edition. Yeah, which uh, so is why I was surprised to see you put down the the ornicopters or whatever. I, that I, okay, so here's why I'm excited about planes. Number one, I'm excited about planes because I feel like there's going to be a lot more infantry on the table, and I think that you can maybe block out some places that people can land on hmm. um, with some of these planes. I also also remember that planes do not uh, have the night problem of not being able to see over terrain. They can just see over terrain no problem all the time now. So yep. I feel like maybe there's uh, there's some play there. I, I don't know. It's something I want to explore. I'm excited about it. I've got a bunch of admec planes that I have never built. Mm. Um, so maybe I'll whip those together and uh, and give that a try. Do you think, um, obviously, aside from your number one uh, from this, which we'll go into later, uh, you're most excited about Admet coming out of this balance update? No, no? not even. Not even. You just like John, your planes. Yeah, we're look. We're gonna get there, um, but it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited in general. I think this is a good direction for 40k to take. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I was gonna uh, keep talking, let Dicky finish the wings, uh, but we just gotta move, move on. on. Oh yeah, just, well let's move yeah. on. Uh, I couldn't think of a, a good way to visualize a Space Marine battle line, so I do yeah. chose a Space Marine dance line instead. I do not want to be drawing on this, okay? Yep. Yep. There's nothing to draw in here, Dickie. You can't improve on perfection, baby. Uh, um, yeah. Look at the look at the, it's even has it. In, it's including the Falcon in the back. It's true. On the upper uh, left hand side, there you've got the screaming Falcon. I think that's what chapter this is. Um. I've heard of those ones. They will screaming, shit right, right in your goddamn Falcons? mouth. <laughs> what a great name for a chapter. Okay. Yeah, talk to me about Space Marine Battle Lines. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about Space Marine Battle Line. Uh, Space Marine Battle Line uh, going down uniformly in points uh, between, you know, uh, 10 to 15 points in general. Um, it's exciting. Um, uh, I always like to see troops get cheaper um, because I like to see that stuff on the table more. So uh, here's hoping it does. Probably won't. But you know what? I can dream, and uh, yeah. I I definitely like infiltrators at 100 points. 
Oh, they went up 10? That's fine. They were 90 before? Jesus Christ, that's so underpointed. There's <laughs> no way they were 18 points a model. That's wild. And well, we'll moving on to that. number one here, I think, <laughs> with, with great speed and haste for no particular reason at all here. Um, no, actually, number two, uh, I made this little thing here. Uh, yeah. You just said Hormigants. Um, again, maybe you want to go into that one a little here. Yeah, dude, Hormigants at 65 is exciting. I think uh, that, that, I think that yeah. horde list is coming. Yeah, It's coming. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I'm excited to maybe give that a whirl. Uh, that's kind of on my next on my painting block is I want to work on a lot of Tyranids. Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, excited for them to be good. And then finally, your number one uh, was the little dwarf men themselves, the League Baby, of Otan. We got dwarfs. Um, getting to pick four units to give two judgment tokens to. Yeah. Huge increase considering you only started with one before. um so like trying to live that ballistic skill four plus lifestyle um, (laughs) on a on a three plus budget uh, right on a yeah on a three plus budget because that's how many points you're paying sad Hmm. now i'm paying for a four plus ballistic skill but i'm getting the benefits of a three plus ballistic skill so you know the math works out the dwarves are happy i'm happy and i'm ready to see how this faction does in the future beautiful uh, guys, thanks so much for your top fives. It was a huge change to to the meta and your army list construction. Uh, how did your armies make up? Let us know. Did you feel good, bad, let off? Are you an Aldari player in denial that too much was done? Or a Custodes player sad that they're losing to Death Guard again? Uh, leave your comments, let us know, or don't, uh, and we'll just assume they're bad. Uh, but let's go around the net. We've got a couple things to touch on here, especially one Dickie's going to be very happy about. Amazing. Uh, welcome to Around the Net, hmm. uh, the part of the show where we oh, dive deep into the dank drivel the internet provides. And this week, we got a lot to cover yet again. Yeah. Uh, we start here. Uh, I call this one Corn Cares Not from Where the Jokes Flow. Uh, this was sent to us uh, from Superstar Producer on uh, Signals from the Frontline, uh, who, who sends me these cool things every so often. Uh, hmm. Danny, do me a favor. Could you describe this uh, for the audio listener? Yeah, it's Angron painted up like a clown. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he, is it terrible, though? Is it yeah. just... No, it's for real terrible. This is almost as much of a joke as the World Eaters Codex. Oh. oh. Wow. It's literally, they... This model is yeah. literally clown shoes. They okay, could replace one of the axes with, uh, with a can of Fago, and it would just be streak some grime over that, call it great. Um, Dickie, uh, I've got... Yeah. I've got some questions on you. you want to bring that back up. They, they do yeah, relate yeah, yeah. to that there. Um, this is obviously a clown rendition of yep. uh, Angron. Yep. Uh, please describe clown Angron's act. His act? Yeah, his, his act. What does he do? What's his clown performance? Is it just showing up and fighting alongside world leaders? Is I'm, it... I'm legitimately upset about this. <laughs> uh is so sad uh yeah he kind of is a joke to be totally honest uh on the game table uh he does mess some stuff up but uh i don't know man i'm i'm i, I don't know it, this is just really sad is here yeah his okay. act is he creates a balloon animal copy of himself and let lets people feel <laughs> that and when it no. he spends the blood points and comes back no um he is the red nose on this Angron, uh, this model's version of the Butcher's Nail. 
And is that the source of his comedy? Um, I think the source of his comedy, I think he's more of like a, a Gallagher situation um, where he's just like smashing watermelons on the table. That's where I would go with this. Mm. Okay. Perfect. Maybe he's a well, pie guy. He's more like a Mitch Hedberg. You think he's got his eyes closed the whole time there? Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Steve for free with corn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you send me this next one here. Let's get this off screen. Uh, save Dickie uh, something stupid here. Stupid angry. Oh, you want me to read this? Yeah, well, yeah, or, or summarize it a little bit here because it is is awfully long and it's, crap. It's wordy. No, believe me, John, it's worth it. Just let me. Okay, read it. go. Okay, then okay. now we're gonna have Danny reading. Does anyone else find space wolf culture annoying? My only nearby gaming store has a community of about 25 people, but on the usual game night, there's typically between 8 to 10 people that show up, and we only get big turnouts for tournaments. Four of the guys that never miss a night are the four Space Wolf players, and I'm starting to get a little fed up. They don't play against each other on casual nights because, quote-unquote, wolves don't fight. So half the time, I end up having to play against Space Wolves. (laughs) <laughs> on store tournament days, if they get matched together, they'll deploy and play maybe around and then talk it out, decide who won. Every week, they wear matching jerseys with different names on the back for their wolf names. <laughs> Whenever they kill your models, they howl loudly. Yeah. Oh, God. Whenever something they consider momentous happens, like winning a game or rolling a bunch of sixes or killing a named character, Finding a lady. they shout about full moon, quote unquote, and then all four of them howl. Oh, this generally happens every 10 minutes or so <laughs> after, <laughs> after deployments. Oh, whenever we get interested interest in new people checking on the tables, they immediately ask them if they want to join the pack and give them a really hard sell that I <laughs> puts people off. I know orc players that like to shout wah, and I talk in the orc voice, and I don't mind that. I think it's funny. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't find the wolf pack very funny, and I want to know if the, if you have this like if it's like this at your stores, and if you're playing against space wolves way more than you'd like. Well, we have uh, in the studio here four different hosts in four different locations. Pete, is it like that at your store? I cannot believe this guy outed uh, Bam Bam Hunter like this. <laughs> Online. Like that, like this is unreal how they could do that. Like just name names guy. Like this is, this is hundred percent Brian Hunter. I've seen him do it. Um, Does uh, he go to new impressionable players? Like, Hey, you want to join the wolf pack kid? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, like he's usually smoking a cigar while he does it, so he looks <laughs> oh, ten times cooler. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, space wolf players are messed up. They often drink uh, like you know very hard liqueurs uh, to the point of blindness, and uh, say and do weird things. It's just it's part of uh, the culture. You just get used to it. This is this is forty k turbo time. That's exactly what this is. It's like that sketch from I think you should leave and like you've been describing this. <laughs> You're not part of the scenario. Has this happened to you? <laughs> I guess what other clans could other factions in 40k make? So for Space Wolf, you have the Wolf Pack. Um, for your orcs, you have your Y Squad. What else have we got? Oh, sure. Um 
you know, the ultramarines guys. There's always ultramarine guys. Or you could have like you know the cornbreads. Uh, yeah, or like the like the <laughs> Black Templars problematic guys. Oh, <laughs> you know in the yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in Spanish. Uh, then there's always the Eldar uh, guys and the Tau guys. What's the the cringiest thing you guys have seen at tournaments? I know everyone here has been to like a whole ton of events. What's the cringiest thing you've ever seen at a at an event, RTT or or higher? Because uh, four guys howling at each other and yelling "full moon." That's uh, pretty. That's pretty well, cringy. Assumingly <laughs> sober. You just imagine this... them like chanting like "full moon, full moon, full moon," and honestly, very excited. By you saying that, it makes me want to do it. Like, I'm getting more hype <laughs> about doing that. We have a new goal. <laughs> I will say, like, because he goes into such levels of, spe like, specifics into what they're doing. And no point does he say they're drunk, which I feel he would bring up <laughs> yeah, if they were. I feel like these guys are sober. Like, so they're oh, no, absolutely they're sober doing sober. this. They're 100%. They, they're clean. I will. They're straight edge. I will agree yeah. with them though. I am playing against Space Wolves way more than I would like to, uh, but that's just in oh. general. Yeah, that's weird. Like, once a yeah. year, don't like it. Don't want to do it. <laughs> Never again. No. Moving on. Uh, this was posted and quickly taken down on Warhammer community site. Uh, Forty years of Warhammer ride back into history on a black coach. Danny, what are we looking at here? Um. Uh, it looks like maybe they forgot to put the image of the yeah. black coach on there. There's a big pink placeholder uh, image. Truly, um, the, the, one of the best miniatures of the last 40 years, the placeholder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you guys say this is symbolic of GW's treatment of fantasy in the past decade? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yes. This yeah. joke would have hit way better with Val because he has a sadder face. But... <laughs> Yeah. Still good. I, I'm doing my best. This is That's my fair. sad thing. I loved the model they showed off at the last preview. I hated that then they were like, it's also in resin. And then I was like, oh, so you're not. This isn't an effort you're putting in. And then I was sad. Do you think with Fulgrim, one guy in his spare time sculpted this kick-ass model? I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll use that in heresy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, that was like the funniest. I I got so happy when that when they showed that model and then were like only for Horace Heresy. I was giddy. Like just <laughs> the immediate wow. reaction from people in the chat. I was like, this makes my heart full. This or is the Vincent kind of... Notley having to moderate at ten times normal speed over that yeah. time. <laughs> oh, it was it excited me greatly. <laughs> oh, it, it was fantastic, phenomenal. Ten out of ten. I enjoyed it too. Especially because Emperor's Children players, remember, it's pleasure and pain. Uh, you have to have the pain, <laughs> which is why they do this for you. It's in it's in character. Um, here is a very general question for you guys. Uh, GW has been doing uh, 40 years of Warhammer recently and showing off models from the past. What is everyone's favorite model from the last 40 years of Warhammer? Um, and again, we're not going to hold this to you in the future. It's just the first thing to come off the top of your head. Like for me, Egrim van Horseman, I think overall, or the Green Knight. Those are the two that immediately come to mind. Oh, uh, nice. But Pete, well, what about you? What's your favorite model from the last 40? The Snotling Pump Wagon. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh god. Especially like I mean the new one was good, but the original um when if you got the like limited edition snotlings that had like that were doing all sorts of wacky ass shit like giving the finger and picking their butts, <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Yes. Uh Danny Favorite model from the last 40 years. Well, what's the first thing that pops into your brain? Uh, Scourges, probably. Dark Eldar Scourges. Probably my favorite models. They're so cool. Nice. nice. And, and Dickie, is it Clown Gron? It's Clown Gron, right? Yeah, it's probably Clown Gron, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a revelation. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, moving on here. Uh, we have this beautiful thing uh, that I found on X or Twitter or whatever the hell we want to call it in the few couple extra months it has of existence. Um, it is uh, a bunch of Navi from the Avatar universe. So I pulled this especially for this episode, uh, defending the assumed planet of Pandora from the incoming Raven Guard. Uh, how does this battle go? No, oh, it's uh, I mean, they get destroyed, right? Like the Navi, oh, like just first of it. all, this is the Death Watch, and that's a member of the Raptors chapter. <laughs> Yeah, John. So <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, I don't even have the sad music <laughs> lined up. Right <laughs> oh, yeah, the... yeah, yeah, there we go. Perfect yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and thanks. I got um actually in chat as well, so that's really good. Yeah, yeah thank you. Wonderful. So I'm yeah, glad you Falcon, guys appreciate that. As our as our head lore master uh, for both Pandora and uh, the Raptor <laughs> chapter of Death Watch. Um, <laughs> What happens what in this I don't battle? even know how Death Watch works. <laughs> what is right? happening right now? <laughs> like John has that forgotten what soul. 40k is, I feel like right now. I'm not uh, I'm not sure what's going on. It's the one with the square bases. Oh no, man. My favorite, so I was just distracted because my favorite thing from this is uh right on the the caption that's put up the top where it says suffer not the alien to live, page one, which implies there'll be more of this coming, which I don't know if that's better or worse. And then under it says, Mr. James Cameron may hate me what I'm done, uh, which I think is may hate me for what I've done. Uh -huh. uh, um, but if we go down to the next page, where I think we see James Cameron's reaction to this. The, yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, he doesn't even know who you are. He doesn't care. He has millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. He's probably underground in a submarine or in water in a submarine right now. Underground in a submarine. <laughs> could be also <laughs> underground. It could be in a cave. Just yeah. live your best life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to terrible decisions of things uh, that we shouldn't care about but do. Uh, we're going to talk about Mr. Elon Musk and his ex thing. Turns out he has a secret eleventh child. Uh, good on him. Called Techno Mechanicus. Uh, whose nickname is Tau. Uh, what are, uh, Pete, what's your thoughts on little Techno Mechanicus? I mean, I, I hope he lives a full life and accomplishes <laughs> great things. Oh. Um, what are some terrible names you could give future children uh, based on the Warhammer universe? Um, Uriel Ventress. Cato <laughs> <laughs> Sicarius. Yeah. <laughs> He would win all of the participation trophies, though, and he would show them with great pride. It's true. Uh, Dickie, yep. what would you call your next child if it had to be after a 40K thing? Karn. Death Karn. Leaper. Wow. <laughs> Death Leaper. Death Leaper? That would be pretty good. Come here, oh, little one-eyed one leaper. Also, hey, hold the one-eyed. <laughs> 
Uh, that's how we got into that problem. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, that's all we're gonna do for around the net today. Uh, looks like I timed it pretty well. If I know, you know, we're gonna do this right now because I put it off for several weeks, and I kind of think of a better person here to do this with uh, than Peter the Falcon. Uh, we moved down to slide twenty nine. A few weeks ago, we put up the Warhammer's official Twitter page was making top Trump cards uh, for their different characters throughout forty k. Um, while they were away from the show, uh, we did top Trump cards for Danny, uh, which we can show down here. A uh, very powerful 99 for Sass that was edited after Val realized he was wrong about it. Dickie uh, with a, really a hundred Sasses. Oh, what? Why was my power so low? This is the question I had with because Dan. Because you don't this actually sense. Yeah. Go back to mine compared to Dickie's real quick here. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Dickie. You're just gonna have to deal with your. You just don't have the kind of power I do. I talk about how powerful I am all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like a lot. And so the, I think that's really what influenced this. And if you so this wanna, is the only verbal wanna, power. This is a verbal power measure. You're a lawyer. No, it's just no. Just it's just power. People know if you tell them you have you're powerful, they know how powerful you. That's are. true. Huh. So oh. while Val is away on fantasy duty right now, uh, let's pull up this guy here, uh, Peter Falcon, Danny, uh, Dickie. Let's yeah. rate Val out of a scale of one to a hundred. Where's his power at? Seven point eight. Seven point eight. Yeah, seven point eight. Is it one to a hundred. <laughs> Someone didn't get yelled at very much at LVO, huh, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> you got yelled at a lot, a lot, so many times. <laughs> All right, 12. yeah, I'll, I'll 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 accept that. Twelve is good. Dicky, you want to try to raise that? I'm doing averages here, rough. Like so, right now we're an average of twelve out of a hundred. I I give him a fifteen. A fifteen? I'm not working on that is. math. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about speed? What's the speed like? He is not no, a fast no, man. <laughs> but I would rate the speed higher than the power. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, so give give me a top. Give me a top speed. Like in like in miles per hour, kilometers per hour, because I'm gonna have to pull out a calculator. <laughs> you can do miles; it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seven point eight. <laughs> seven point eight. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll just put that in. Perfect. Yep. No argument uh, there. Okay. Intellect. Oh. Intellect. Again, this is out of a hundred, and not that I'm saying that you guys are being a little mean, maybe. Uh, but yeah. Eighty-five. Hey, oh. Okay, wait, my wait, my intellect was eighty, so he's he's got to be smarter than me, right? This is an average, so yeah. So Danny said eighty-five. Oh, he he. he... Oh, he's like he's oh, like at one hundred at least. Oh, for glory? Yeah. No, for good. for intellect. I just moved oh, down to sorry, the next John, one. Because oh. you're on glory right now. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm always on glory. <laughs> Well, I there mean, we I think the 69 are okay. So until uh, so he's got to be a hundred, right? He's a smart guy. <laughs> he's on, he's tops. He's tipsy tops there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like Val Barbie. That's true. Uh, Glory. He created the show. He created he created the Thursday show, which is no longer the Thursday show. He he, he actually he actually didn't he create State of Play? Uh, he created was... State of Play, but then we turned it into the Thursday show, uh, which <laughs> <laughs> on another one. 
Uh, LVO? Question mark. That's uh, true. That was really good. Uh, what yeah. about Glory? Where are we? I think Glory is high too. Sixty-nine. I think sixty-nine. That's a that's a guys, solid number, but I'm gonna have all. to go higher. Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, seventy. <laughs> you made it sound like you were gonna go so it's much so higher. much higher. Yeah, but that's the fucking joke, John. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. The last one's an easy one. Sass. How sassy is a little? Oh, he is so sassy. Yeah. He's so sassy. I'll, I'll let everyone know what he does in the show. If I don't maximize a, a window in the show, he will 100% sass me to, to make that maximized every it's show. It's abuse of you guys. I just want you to know, Dickie yeah. will come on. Will come, he'll I'll cry. I'll start crying. He'll be in, he'll be in tears. Yeah. yeah, crying. Awful. Yeah. yeah, I think your SAS level is higher than his. Yeah. Right. Also, we're viewed as inferiors. Uh, yeah. Just, just <laughs> like, things we've thrown away. And it's the laughter of pain from Dickie right there. Yeah, That's it's kind of a cry. Let's say 105 out of 100. Yep. Beautiful. That was easy. Guys, uh, we're going to do a thing. Uh, we're just going to do Dickie, uh, Falcon, and Danny in prices right here. But before that, I want to share this. Because uh, the week I decided that uh, Abby the Despoiler is going to be limited to nine episodes so I don't go insane. Uh, I actually commissioned an artist on Fiverr uh, at great personal expense uh, to create this guy right here. Oh, oh, oh. Boop. Boop. Little Karn, little Abby, uh, beautiful, good to go. Uh, so we're going to listen to episode five of nine. Because uh, again, uh, the very smart uh, Nick Horan was like, don't drive yourself insane. Give it an end point. Uh, so I was like, yeah, probably. Uh, but but chat, Danny, uh, Pete, what, what are y'all thinking about the beautiful art there from some random artist I found on Fiverr? Do you feel that was worth thirty dollars? <laughs> that was my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, I fixed my sound. American. Oh, oh. yeah, maybe Canadian. I yeah, that's like sixty-five bucks here. Yeah. <laughs> How much would you pay for that print, say, of Abby the Despoiler, if it wasn't real? <laughs> I'll give you his details. You can negotiate the next one. Uh, what don't you like? What don't you like about it, Falcon? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, That's man. A lot of money. That's a lot of money, Pete. It is. It is. Uh, we're going to jump into this, and I'll be right back for a very special edition. And apparently Sherman's still got no audio from Pete, uh, which means he can't hear how much he loves this and how much he wished we'd spent $140 uh, yeah. Okay, dollars yeah. on that. The, but yeah, do we're going to play, play this, and uh, we'll be back in a second. Previously on Abby the Despoiler. Oh, no, it's Stage Changer. Wait. Wait, you can see him, too? Fine, then. Disappear with an imaginary bird in a cloud of blue smoke. See if I care. And now, part five of Abby the Despoiler. Hello, war friends. We're on a super twisty adventure today after I got transported by Tinge to this strange place. Look, I found a colorful creature. Ah, oh, there, brave traveler. Can you help me with a riddle? Of course. Riddles are fun. What's your riddle? I'm born in fire, yet I can't burn. I'm a river, but you can't drink from me. What am I? Hmm. Let's think together. 
What do you think, friends? Hmm. Is it lava? If you think it's lava, say lava. Say it. Lava. Lava. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Anyway, she's over there. We've come so far on this adventure, and now it's time to meet Cinch. But what's Cinch's plan, friends? Your time has come, Cinch. What are your devious plans? <laughs> I get it now. This was never job. about defeating me. It was about changing me, making me stronger. <laughs> Wait, I feel different. Like I'm 30 points more than I was before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm back where I left. I wonder where my friends Karn and Fabius are. Hi, Abby. I'm over here. And over here, too. We're over here. Fabius cloned us. Corn be praised. Oh, no. But Fabius, you said Karn's a dick. Why did you clone him? Look, I... I mean... The thing is... I have a problem. I thought I could clone the dick out of him, but it didn't work 887 times. <laughs> but I have a good feeling about the 888th time. Even though that imaginary giant axe-wielding bullman told me not to do it. Oh no! Abby may be appropriately pointed thanks to the trickery of Zench, but now Fabius has cloned a carnival of carns that have drawn the attention of the blood god himself. How will Abby get out of this one? Can Fabius get the dick out of Karn? Find out next time on Abby the Despoiler. <laughs> Wow, that, man, that story what is really heating up. John. Yeah, I really like where this is going. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Part five of nine, uh, and uh, I've mapped it out. And then after that, we're gonna take a little break, and then maybe come back with with a different one. But I'm still enjoying Abby, and I will now commission hundreds more uh, expensive arts well, in that style. Exclusively. Maybe a new art, new artist, maybe though. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think sort of paying some money. Maybe Peter's, maybe Peter's oh. kid could help us out. <laughs> I can't afford Peter's kid level. Come on now. Nothing's expensive. Uh, peeps, I had so much fun with last week's themed episode of Prices Redacted that I'm bringing it back again, and Dickie doesn't even know the answers because as there's someone last week in the comments quite correctly pointed out, yeah. uh, it's not as much fun when you can have one person just go slightly higher and win the whole thing. So now we have three people uh, to come along with us in this week's uh, slide or the bumper. Yeah. Amazing. The price is redacted. It's back. Uh, this week yep. is themed after my excitement for the greatest thing to come out of Games Workshop in its history. Yes, that is right. These guys here. Next slide. Oh, oh. Creative licensing to third-party companies. Oh. Truly a wonderful thing. And wow. to celebrate that, uh, we have a very special intro. Uh, next is our first item, and I'm going to learn how to talk for this one. Yep. The first item is, and these again are all sold items that have sold on eBay in US dollars, not including shipping. So right. our first item, bring that one up. It's a copy of the Ultramarines Ultra Warhammer oh, 40,000 movie on DVD. It is in a pre-owned condition, but was sold. Starting with Peter the Falcon. How much did someone spend on August 17th on a pre-owned open version of the Warhammer 40,000 movie on DVD? 
given how much you spent on that shitty picture, I'm gonna say thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Okay, Danny, in a less hurtful way. <laughs> you say a penny, okay. And Dickie, in maybe a more playful way. Uh, how much did someone spend on a copy of the oh, Ultramarine movie? Sherman said $107, and he was literally right every single time right. last week. He also added $0.69 cents at the end of it, so it might be a meme. Hmm. Maybe go uh, $69. I feel like that's a bust. The I feel, Danny, that you're pushing people to lose so that you'll win with your $0.01 bet. What? Oh, come on. That's not true. That's not true at all. I would never do something like that. Uh, uh, I'll do one hundred and seven dollars and sixty nine cents. But Sherman can't do me wrong, right? Yeah, he can. Five dollars and eighty cents. Don't listen to so fucking powerful. Uh, he knows how to game the system. Uh, well, let's switch it up a little bit. No more DVDs. That is boring and unacceptable. The next slide here. Yep. Uh, and I do have a physical version of this too for a prop, so you can know. Going down, Dickie. This version of the Ultramarine movie <laughs> on Blu-ray. Oh wow! Uh, open. <laughs> if you're paying five dollars and eighty cents for a DVD copy, uh, Danny, as a winner, how much are you paying for a Blu-ray copy? Uh, five dollars, John. Five dollars. Okay. Wow. Uh, Pete. How much you paying? Thirty dollars. <laughs> Thirty dollars, okay. And Dicky, uh, how much for an open uh, copy of the Ultramarines movie on Blu-ray? Yeah, you know what? I can't think for myself, so I'm gonna go with bums. Uh, Five dollars and ninety cents. I'm gonna ask you to phrase that in literally any other way. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with bums and uh, hey. choose five dollars and ninety cents. You bought that picture for Thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> It was twelve dollars and forty-seven nice. cents, making Dicky the closest without yeah! going over. Thank you, Bubs. By a whole ninety cents. Uh, but let's get away from this ridiculousness here. Let's go to some proper licensed merchandise. Let's go down one more. Yeah. To the sealed copy of the Ultramarines movie on Blu-ray uh, oh. that was sold on July twenty-third. And again, this is new in shrink wrap. Uh, much like the open copy, no one has watched this all the way through. Yeah. Uh, Dicky, <laughs> how much are you spending on that? Oh, no, you got to wait for people to help me here. Uh, okay. If you win, uh, you go first. It's like the one rule we haven't I changed. Know, it is the one rule. Uh, I'm going to go $6.69. Nice. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Danny. That was going to be my guess. Sorry. <laughs> got him. Um, you know, all right, here I got it. $14.20. I like it. It's good. Off by one. That's okay. Uh, and then, Pete, how much would you pay for a sealed new and cellophane copy of the Ultramarines movie? I don't know. $8. <laughs> oh, you didn't say 30 That's impressive. No, that's true. The bid okay. only goes so far. <laughs> that's true. Uh, someone actually paid $50, $50 for this. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why? That means I win. No, uh, no, Danny said fourteen dollars and twenty cents. No, uh, I do have a copy, uh, but I paid less than that for that. Okay. That I feel like that's the copy that we're looking at. 
because I would spend thirty dollars on that art. Because you would spend thirty dollars on whatever the crap that wow. was earlier. John's actually been mad about it all year. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna Photoshop the dates on these. I bought this like six months ago for fifty dollars." Guys, if you're just listening to the audio version of this, you're missing out on seeing some quality thirty dollar art. Be sure to go to our YouTube channel. Uh, time skip to whenever the heck this was, or watch the whole thing. I don't care. I just like the click. Um, yeah. But we're done. No more uh, Blu-ray copies of the Ultramarine movie. Next up, we have, and I have a physical copy of this, a special that. edition Jesus of the Ultramarine movie. Christ! Why would How anyone... Much, and my earpieces fell out, so I can't hear a thing. So give me yeah. one second here. Beautiful. So not only does this come with the movie on Blu-ray, so I did technically lie. Uh, it comes yeah. with the Ultramarine movie. Uh, bonus content, including The Legacy. Uh, bringing the Warhammer 40 universe to screen, which I thought they would watch before making this. Uh, creating the script. <laughs> <laughs> the Art of War, um, which, oh, maybe they could sue. They have The Art of War, designing artwork for the first ever full-length oh, Warhammer 40,000 movie, sue. which, again, not super full-length, I will say. Um, and then a special commission 32-page, and this is why I bought this one. It comes with a 32-page hard book graphic novel which oh, of a much more sense. interesting story. But, Danny, you said $4.20 for the special edition? Yep. Okay. Uh, Pete? I'm going back to it. Have you seen $30. this movie? $30. I've I have watched it several movie. times. Uh, okay. And then, Dickie, how much are you going for? Okay, Bums. Bums hasn't let me down yet. Uh, I'm going 36 bucks from Bums. He and also, didn't he part. let you down immediately when this started? He did, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, thir- this was sold, by the way, September 5th, so very recently. And it sold for... The delay is killing me. $22! 22 bucks. Dollars, uh, with you, only Bums. one bid. Uh, so you're all over. Danny, you're now up three and one. We have two more left. Uh, before we think but you know what i'm done uh with this theme of ultramarines movies instead we're going to move on to this which is an ultramarine book uh which is an out of print warhammer 40,000 codex ultramarines that i'm sure at least three people are still very upset at games workshop that they can't use today but the question i'm asking you danny is how much did someone spend for that on july 10th of this year Twenty-seven dollars get out of here uh, have you ever read that book? It's fucking cool, dude. All right. Uh, $52. Wow. Two. Oh. Dickie, are you going to go with bums and lose again, or are we going to make our own guesses? Uh, $1. $1. $1, okay. We're at that stage of caring about it. Wonderful. <laughs> the correct answer was $37.46. Whenever uh, I don't bid 30 that's yeah. the winning bid. Yeah, I know. Every time. Yeah. Uh, I will say Danny uh, won that. He said 27, uh, so he was the closest without going over because Dickie was a coward and just did one. And finally, talking about the greatest miniatures over the years of Games Workshop, uh, we have this guy here, which is Marnius Kalgar, Master of the Ultramarines, new in blister. Oh, the gorilla guy. uh, Model number (laughs) 8038H, Lord McCrag. Uh, How much are you spending? Or how much was spent September 3rd for this model? Starting with Danny for winning again. It says 14 uh, John, bucks it's, on the it's a tough there. bid. It's a tough okay. bid. Yeah. Uh, $42.69. <laughs> Is this because you're so far ahead that no one can beat you anyway? So you're just going to go for the <laughs> number? Yeah. 
That's what that's what you call sportsmanship in the game, John. That's really? true. Wow. That's true. Dicky. <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, I can't think for myself. Uh, Joel Atkinson says $87. I'm choosing 87 bucks. And Pete. $30. Going back. <laughs> Old faithful. <laughs> you know, of all of the ones for you to do that on when it was $29. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and it even came from Canada. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, that was our Ultramarines Press is right, and I just yeah, I have I have two copies of this movie. One Why? because on our old show Marvels, we sat and we watched it. We did a, a watch along track for it, but the movie is so boring that we couldn't release it because nothing happened, rather than us it's getting drunk so and talking boring. about Sam. Oh it's, my god, it was bad. And then I had to buy this one because the comic book inside, uh, where it's like a prequel where they're going around an actual hive city, is amazing, and I want that movie, not what we ended up getting. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, Lord Henry Cavill is coming to uh, save us from all this. Yep. God, I hope so. God. Uh, yeah, that's about all we had time for. We went a little over. That's okay. Uh, no. Pete, before your phone finally dies, a lack of power. Uh, anything you want to wrap up or promote before we get out of here? Um, oh, shit. I probably should. Um, yeah, go check out goonhammer.com. It's a website that I help write for and do stuff with. It's really educational. You can see 40kstats.com uh, directly there now. Um, listen to these guys because they're kind of funny sometimes. Uh, don't listen to Dickie, though. He's never done anything in his life. Ouch. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. Val <laughs> had him put that line in. Don't worry, Dickie. Yeah. Uh, Danny. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to talk about here before we wrap up for the day? Yeah, yeah. Um, come check out uh, Charity Hammer um, this weekend. I'll be attending. Um, so if you guys want to, we're streaming for Child's Play, um, which is a really great charity. Um, we're going to have some really quality stream games. I'm playing JT McDowell, um, oh, from Play on Tabletop at midnight on Thursday night. So if you want to come check that out, that's going to be a real ringer of a game. It's going to be amazing. So check it out. Yeah. And their Tabletop series 40K in 40 minutes means that game you guys are playing will be over in 40 minutes. Uh, so really <laughs> easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Done. Uh, Dickie, anything you want to throw in there before we wrap this up for the day? Yeah, I wanted to say I want to thank Peter. Uh, I know it's really hard to come on shows like this with your really weird ears. Uh, so thanks so much <laughs> for coming on. Well, that's really nice of you. Uh. <laughs> No, no response. He actually it. already left. As soon he just, as he just ready, left. He I just, just I busted. No, but great. Stunned yeah. into silence by just the random Canadian meanness about That's years. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, I win. Winner. He's chosen. <laughs> did you mute him or did he mute himself? I think it's probably a little well, bit. You know what? We just go to the end screen and we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, before we do that, thank you everyone for joining us here on Grim After Dark. Find all of our socials and way to support us at GrimAfterDark.com. And we'll be back next Monday live at 10 p.m. Eastern-ish. And if you didn't catch us live, subscribe to the podcast and all good services. And every day you can see us live on YouTube. I still haven't changed that in the script. It still trips me up every time. But when your life feels like a never-ending siege and things can't get any worse, join us here and remember that it's always Grim After Dark. 
It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Danny and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie we are not the same So put down the dice, step out of the dark It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark Grim after dark, the nerd's playground Talking Warhammer this, acting all profound But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise I love roasting nerds and their stupid ass toys Stupid ass toys, I wanna grab them Put my hands around the neck Squeeze, squeeze, Warhammer squeeze Until they can't breathe or breathe again <laughs> Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again. <laughs>